Thank you, Lord. You know, the praise and worship portion of this service is, is, is vital. It's no more vital than receiving tithes and offerings because we worship God with our tithes and our offerings. We want to let you know every part of the service that we transition into, we're, we're worshiping Him. So thank God. But praise and worship enables us, it sort of sets the platform to, you know, at times, what is God saying? What is He saying? And, um, and that's what I heard this morning. And that's just simple, you know, prophetic utterance. And I tell you what, you'll know it's from God if it edified you, if it encouraged you. And uh, so we've all been encouraged today already. Wasn't praise and worship wonderful? Thank God for praise and worship. Let's jump right into our, uh, our, our teaching today. And I uh, started a, a series on the principle of tithing. And as some of you or most of you, not even sure uh, if you've heard about it, but, um, you know, there's a highly influential minister that, that turned his perspective on tithing where, where he said, you don't have to tithe anymore. And um, so I, I don't accept that doctrine. Uh, you know, the word says, follow me as I follow Christ. In other words, follow me as I follow the word. I'm not meaning to be destructive. I'm not going to get in an argument. I'm just going to teach the truth of the word of God, and you're going to make up your own mind. Come on. And uh, so it's just amazing what's going out there in the world today and, and what's happening in the church today. But thank God for the word, Right. But from experience, I know that if a person is just dogmatically uh, just opposing uh, and treating the tithe as unimportant, uh, there's not a real high probability that that person will ever get the revelation of tithing and giving. And uh, last time I checked, you can't have anything without sowing a seed. Right? You can't have anything without sowing a seed. What kind of seed, what kind of harvest you want, that's the type of seed you sow. So, but for those who believe tithing is an important part of their relationship with God and worship, let's all say worship. So I want to train our folks who receive the offerings. I want us to start saying, hey, let's worship God in our giving today. Let's honor God in our giving today. Let's just love on God today. Because uh, he's brought me out, he's brought me through, he's bringing it to pass. And um, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to worship over him also for the privilege and opportunity to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's where the funds go. And, uh, and you're helping, we're helping a lot of people. And, and you know what, I'm going to say something that's, that's, that's going to shake some of you up, but just hear me out. I, I've heard Lately, it seems like I've heard a, quite a few people that says, you know what? God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your money. Well, wait a minute. What's precious to him? What's the precious fr- fruit of the earth? It's souls. It's people. It's people, uh, you know, coming to Jesus Christ. You, do, you, do you think that's important? All right. Now, now where... Well, where is God the Father today? 
The word says he's on the throne of God. There's a real throne in heaven. Now, where is Jesus today? Right. Remember, uh, this really helps me with the Trinity. God the Father is on the throne. Jesus, who has a resurrected body. Like we're going to get someday. That's immortal. Jesus in that resurrected immortal body is at the right hand of the Father. That's where Jesus is. And then, then all, you know, like we even talked about today, then the Holy Spirit's where? On the inside of us. So the Holy Spirit's on inside of us. God physically is not upon the earth today, and God operates through his church, the body of Christ. So to say that God does not need your money is to say that, uh, you know, you, you can't have any money to propagate the gospel. So in a sense, I understand, you know, God himself personally, I mean, what does he need? But, but God does need money coming into his kingdom to spread the gospel. And that's what we do. And God's on the inside of us. He prompts us. He, he gives us revelation. And, and it's, thank God, it's, we, we tied not only to love God, uh, to appreciate God, thank God for what he's done. Um, we thank God also for allowing us to be a part, privilege of spreading the gospel. And then, you know, like the fifth or sixth reason why we do tithe today still is, is because then the word promises us that um, when you tithe and you give. He'll open the windows of heaven. And he'll pour you out the blessing. There's not room enough to receive it. And he'll rebuke the devourer. I said he will rebuke the devourer where he, he can't still kill and destroy from you. That's awesome. And plus, we have the authority of the believer too. We can bind him, and we do. Just about every single day, I say, I bind hell and I lose heaven in my domain. And that's you also. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, anything you sow toward, you, you could sow service toward God and it multiply back to you, and all of a sudden on the job, you're getting a raise. Whatever you make happen for the house of God, God will make happen for your house. And I don't serve God just to get him to do things for me. I serve God because I have to live my purpose. Amen. All right. Let's talk about the principle of the tithe. So in a sense, do you understand individually, God the Father, God the Son, what does God need? But here on this earth where the body of Christ is on the earth, Money has to flow through the body of Christ to get the Great Commission done. So in that sense, he does need our money. All right. So the principle of the tithe, what did Jesus say? Or I could say, what does the word say? Because Jesus is the word manifest in the flesh. Matthew 23, 23, Jesus said, woe upon, upon you Pharisees and you other religious leaders, hypocrites, for you tithe to the last mint leaf in your garden. But ignore the important things of justice and mercy and faith. These things are important. Yes, you should tithe. What does Jesus say here? That, let's say it together. Yes, 
you should tithe. All right, Jesus. And, um, but, but you shouldn't leave the more important things undone. In other words, if, you, if the only thing you're doing is just tithing and giving to God, you know, and the local church, uh, but you're, you're not living right, you, 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 are impar- you are partial. You are, that could even be prejudice. I thank God I'm, I'm, we're in a church, we don't see that. I said we don't see that. Race has, grace has no race. We see that if, if you were born again to the family of God, we are family. God's our father. I just happened to come out of the oven early. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. Let's take that back. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to the gospel of Matt. Well, I'm just going to read Luke 11:42. But the Gospel of Matthew and Luke records Jesus speaking on the tithe, and it's just different writers, different perspectives. But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and every little herb, but you disregard and neglect justice and the love of God. These ought you to have done without leaving the others undone. So Jesus affirmed his belief in the practice of tithing. Now, when I get back to grace has no race, I really, I like us celebrating our cultures and our differences, but not our prejudices or respect of persons, right? That's one of the beautiful things about harvest is there's so many diverse gifts in this ministry that when guests are coming in, they're seeing themselves. Yeah. So, guys, come on. Let's continue to reach with great expectation in our world. And Jesus also reproved the hypocritical religious leaders of his day for ignoring justice, mercy, and faith. And justice, just for review, uh, is giving to everyone what's due. I hear often, um, can I get a pen? I hear often that there might be a court case and, and it's obvious that the person is guilty, but, um, but, but he was declared innocent by the jury. Can I just say this? Don't get upset at that. I mean... Don't get upset at that in the sense that the Word of God says, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. No one gets away with anything. Really doesn't. I mean, you know, do you really think you're sinning in a corner and God doesn't see it? Why do people get comfortable, start doing all kinds of things they wouldn't normally do in the dark? Huh? They think, you know, wow, this, you know, no one sees me. But anyway, 
Justice is also practical conformity to the laws and principles of rectitude in dealings of men with each other. And again, I'll say it again. Sooner or later, justice overtakes the criminal. Sooner or later. I mean, they might be out of jail, but man, they got a messed up mind. You can't, you can't live in a lifestyle that doesn't, doesn't agree with the Word of God and your conscience not, you know, continually, I don't want really to say haunt you, continually remind you. So what was Jesus saying here? He's saying that I want justice will happen. So be a person of justice. Mercy. The most miserable person in the world is a, it, the most miserable prison in the world is the prison we make for ourselves when we refuse to show mercy. Do you have someone on the hook today? Do you have someone on the hook today? You say, but you don't know what they did. Listen, we are in the people business. We know. We know more than you know. And so, you know, really, you're on the hook today. When someone, you know, whether they apologize to you or not, you've got to get that thing right before God. Say, God, I've I got to loose them. i got to let that go. And, and Father, I receive your healing. Forgive them. Uh, you know, I, I, I receive what I need in this situation. And move on. Hooks. You know, when a fish gets a hook in its mouth... And it's a good set, setting hook. That fish is being taken to a place they don't want to go. So if you allow yourself to stay hooked based upon what somebody has done to you, or, or whatever the case might be, you're going to be taken to a place that you don't want to go. So I thank God we get, we get off the hook today. So, so mercy, because you're going to need it in life. Has anybody here ever, just ever missed it at all? I want every hand in the room to be raised right now. How many that when you missed it, you wanted somebody to show you mercy? Because you're like, man, I didn't mean that or whatever. But if all you do is extend uh, judgment, when you get in the need for mercy, you're going to be judged. <clears throat> you can't get around the laws on sowing and reaping in, in the kingdom of God. It's just how it operates. Then the third one, faith. In Hebrews 11.6, we're familiar, familiar with us, to us. But without faith, it's impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. Why? Because by faith, uh, if you have faith, you're going to come near to God, and, and you have to believe that God exists. When you're in faith, you believe God exists. When you're in faith, you believe God's sitting on the throne. When you're in faith, you believe Jesus is at the right hand. 
When you're in faith, you know you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And you could say that God the Father and God the Son dwells within you by the presence and person of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit gets his orders from, from the Father or from Jesus, and he's able to communicate it to our spirit, and, it, and he's able to make sure it comes to our mind where we understand it. I thank God we've come into a place today that two or three are gathered together and he is here. And I just want to say, God, thank you for your presence. God, thank you for meeting every need today. Thank you for every utterance. Thank you for all the praise and worship. Thank you for what you're doing today in this place. We have to, By faith, if we know God exists, we also need to know that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Now, Carl Pratt said it like this. Tithing is not a matter of money, really. It is a matter of faith. Faith in the Lord. He promises blessings if we obey his principles. Tithing, I, I could not label this teaching any more, any more refined or any other word except that we are following God's principle of tithing. It's a principle. So what was Jesus saying? He was saying giving money doesn't take the price of living right, of extending justice, extending mercy. Of walking by faith and not by sight. D.L. Moody said, until the heart, think about the heart of the matter today. Some people have a heart issue about the tithe. D.L. Moody said, until the heart is made right, all else is wrong. Until the heart is made right, all else is wrong. Tithing is a spiritual practice of honoring God by giving the first tenth out of our income to our church. That's where the tithe belongs. That's where you get fed. That's where you receive ministry. That's where you serve. That's where we are a big family uh, fulfilling the Great Commission. And so um, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your capital and sufficiency from your righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your increase or income, so your storage places will be filled with plenty. I don't mind telling you right now I have a budget. I don't mind telling you right away, the first 10 plus offering chop, that, that's seed. That is seed. That is seed. For this ministry, everything that comes in this ministry, chop that 10% plus offerings. Um, I think there's something about honoring God first. You know, that uh, you, don't, you don't just squeeze George and give him a little drop at the end, you know. And, and 
But here's what I want to say to you because some of you, I just hear to my heart, some of you are not in real good shape financially. What does that mean? That means we haven't been a good manager. What does that mean? Well, Pastor Coyne, if you're in my situation, what would you do? Are you sure you want to hear me? Two yeses. Yeah. Listen, if I was in a place, personally speaking, or in your place, and I got myself in financial trouble, I, I would adjust my budget if I had to downscale, I'm telling you, if I had to sell a car and get a cheaper one, uh, it, I would get myself in a position where I become a tither and a giver so that I could live to give and give to live and so that the principles of the kingdom of God, of laws and sowing and reaping can continually operate in my life. Remember, we're not, try, we're not just given to get here today. We're not just legalistically trying to get on your case today because I believe God will take you through a season to get yourself together. Because again, don't, if, if I was speaking from the law, I'd say, I would, everybody stand up. <laughs> and I would say, I had you stand up because most of you have wallets in your back pocket. I would say, pull your wallets out, give me your tithe now. You may be seated. No, I believe, I believe we're living in the day of grace. I, I'm not taking anything away from the priority of tithing because if, if, if you all tithe, if, if you didn't tithe, this ministry wouldn't exist. The outreaches we have wouldn't exist. The region that we are getting ready to administer to over 100, 100 ministers, that opportunity wouldn't arise or be accomplished. All of our partnerships around the world, you know, again, it's the heart of the tithe is the heart of the Father because God so loved the world that he gave. What, what, what kind of gift was that? You know, oh boy, here comes another one. You know, we tip a waiter. More than we, I don't want to be tipping God. But I see so many people go out to eat and they leave a really good tithe, a tithe a really good um, tip. And then they, you know, just bucket comes around and, and we tip God less than we do a waiter. Well, I don't know where that came from, but I, I guess I needed to hear that. Boy, that went quiet. There was no response on that. Do you see that? All right. An important part of experiencing financial provision, though, is to be a tither and a giver. The word says in John 3.16, I just quoted it. Before, before I quote, I want to say this. God set the example. God gave his son to redeem mankind. As a result, he received more sons and daughters of God in return. 
Jesus was the first born again back from the dead. He was the first one to be born again. Isn't that awesome? So now listen to this. This might cause your mind to go tilt. So, so if Jesus was born again, he's right with God because he bore our sins. He was innocent. God raised him from the dead. He's the son of God. Uh, he's in the, listen, we're born into the family of God. So if we're in the family of God, Jesus is in the family of God. God the Father's in the family of God. Isn't that amazing? We're in the family of God. And really, Jesus is our older brother. All right, John 3.16, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, and relies on him shall not perish but or come to destruction or be lost but have eternal life, everlasting life. You say, man, that's so awesome. But Romans 8.32 makes it that much more awesome. Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how much more? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Uh, When you first hear a scripture like that and you don't know, know other scripture, that's almost saying God will do anything for you. No, he won't. So you have to judge scripture by scripture because he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done for you. So there are certain things you will no no longer ask for because it doesn't align with the word of God. So again, that's why we want to fellowship with God and his word every single day. Giving comes before receiving, folks. There's been times my wife and I, and again, please don't do this. Please don't do this. That we really, our heart was to give so much that we've given away a couple vehicles. Now, let me tell you something, because we didn't have the finances to give extra, so we, we sowed two vehicles. And, and let me tell you this. If you're considering sowing clothes sewing anything, we made sure those cars were sparkling clean. They were running in good running order. And I was like, man, that's, that's a good seed. You know, when you, give, when you give your clothes, I mean, I want to bless you with this piece of clothing. And the person says, what? Uh, it's ratty. Got holes. Well, holes are popular now. Freak that. Uh, you know, used, used to, you guys would sew your clothes. I'm like, man. Give me worn out clothes. You know, in Malachi, it talks about, <clears throat> God says, if I'm your father, where's, where's my honor? Because he was saying, you, you, you give lame uh, lambs, 
You're giving all the stuff that you wouldn't want to God. We don't want to do that. <clears throat> Has God been a blessing in your life? Where would you be without God? Where would I be without God? <clears throat> Luke 6, 38. <clears throat> well, before I say it again. Say it with me. Giving comes before receiving. Just like seed time comes before harvest. Any gardeners here? Raise your hand. So, um, you're believing God for a good crop? Well, it's obvious then that you, you just say, God, I want a good crop of, what kind of crop? Squash? Eggplant? How about some maters? <laughs> Come on now, you've got to know. A, a, a mater And mayonnaise sandwiches, salt and pepper, come on. All right, so you just believe you received a bunch of tomatoes, and, and, and so you just thank you, God, for those tomatoes. That is so awesome. Thank you, thank, thank you. What do we have to do? What, what do we get to do to prepare for harvest? Yeah, we, we got to break up the fallow ground, though. We've got to water, water that ground so it's pliable to sow the seed. Fertilizer, thank you. Help me out, guys. Help me out now. <laughs> you fertilize it, and then you put your seed in there. And in the process of growing, what do you need to do? You check on it so that you can do what? Pull the weeds. But when you sow, even if you sow one seed, I don't know how many tomatoes that would bear. But... God says, give generously, and generous gifts will be given back to you, shaken down to make room for more abundant gifts. This is the passion. With, uh, will pour out upon you with such an overflowing measure that it runs to the top, over the top, and the measurement of your generosity becomes the measurement of your return. See, so if you're wanting a bumper crop this year and you sow three seeds, you know, y'all thinking this morning? Y'all mad at me this morning? Well, God said to tithe. <laughs> you know, again, it's so difficult when my wife and I meet with people and they say, God told me. <laughs> what am I going to say? Unless they say, you know, what do you think about that? Well, instantly I'm thinking, how does that align with the Word? If you're hearing something and it violates the Word of God, you're not hearing from God. God said, I am God, I change not, Malachi 3. James 1.17 says, every good thing given, every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens in whom there's no variation, no rising or setting, or shadow cast by the turning, for he is perfect and he never changes. Yeah. 
There's a whole lot of things we won't do until we make Jesus truly Lord of our life. Because when you make Jesus, when you actually make Jesus Lord of your life, he's got something to say about every aspect of your life. I think, this is not humorous, shall I even say this? Well, just, just think about this. If Jesus is Lord, he, he's, go, he's going to touch every area of your life. And it's pretty good. It's not, you know, some people say, you know, I'm not going to get saved until I'm about 40 so I can just do all the bad stuff and then I get saved and then I'll just, you know, then I'll serve God with all my heart. Well, you're not promised tomorrow if you're in that situation. Give comes before receiving, like seed time comes before harvest. Any gardeners knows that it takes seed, then it takes time. Oh, Jesus. That's why I really believe that prophetic utterance was some of us that have been standing for quite some time. Because here, here's what I know. If you're standing for some, in faith for quite some time, it's good and refreshing to know that no matter no matter how long I've been standing, because I believe I have received it, God is making good on his word. He's not a liar. He's not a man who can lie. His promise. Just think about that. And while we're in here worshiping God, things are being aligned. The resources are coming. Your kids are coming back. Whatever you believe in God for. Malachi 3, 10, 11 says, God said, bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income into the storehouse. What is the storehouse? That's your local church. I, um, in, in being in meetings with um, Kenneth E. Hagan, and even Pastor Hagan says this, when we're at special meetings, was, we are not... You know, it's not church day. When we're in special meetings and, uh, and ministry takes place and all that, when they receive the offering, they say, do not give your tithes in this offering because your tithes belong to your local church. And that endeared me to them, being a pastor. Because I have, I have other ministers that say, no, you can tithe to me. Actually, you can even tithe to me personally. It's not right. I mean, God blesses people through other people, I know, but you don't tithe to people. You don't tithe to other organizations. That's not your local church. You give offerings. If you only knew the percentage that people are tithing in the body of Christ, it's no, law, it's no wonder why Jesus hadn't come back yet. Because if we had all been tithing all this time, the gospel would be, the gospel would be stood over and over and over and over again. And even in this church, I've, you know how we built this campus. It's not by pressure. It's by faith. 
but, but I could have done it, I could have done it sooner if there had been, you know, more tithers and givers. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to try. Stand up. I, I just don't know what to do. Now, let me address this with you all online. If you are shut in, you are virtually a church member and you tithe online to Harvest Church. Amen. Trying not to say some things this morning. I just need you to hear it though, because there's things out there just aren't right. A pastor should not put the church in his name. It's not just my vision, it's our vision. This house is not just my house, it's our house to propagate the gospel. I believe I'm going to be here till Jesus comes back. But what if I retired all of a sudden, sold the building, and I just took all the proceeds and say, God bless everyone? No, every penny that you sow into this ministry, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be succession, and it's going to last. Some of you who are new to the church, you're sitting in pews that someone else pews, and you're sitting on chairs that someone else purchased. And sealing, let's start paying things forward for the next harvest. Bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income into the storehouse, God saying which is your church, and that there may be food provisions in my house. There's, you know, it takes money, a lot of money to do ministry. My wife and I, we're, we're in leadership team for the Hagans. We're getting ready to host uh, a, a regional retreat that will be ministering to over 100 ministers. That takes a lot of money. And we sow more than people would ever would ever know. I'm not trying to get hooray from me. I'm just saying that's what we're called to do. And you guys are helping us do that. So seeds will be sown into a region of ministers in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia, and you had a part of that. Oh, there's going to be, some of you are going to be surprised when you get to heaven to see how many people are there because you tithed, because you served. God wants provision in his house. He says, you know what? I hear, I hear this. He says, I double dog dare you. No, he said, and prove me now in this, says the Lord. If I'll not open for you the windows of heaven, pour you out such a blessing that there's not room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer, the insect, the plagues for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruit the word says with long continuance we'll enjoy the fruit of our labor God wants us to enjoy how he has blessed us 
through tithing and giving and working and all these different things. The Beck translation says, God will pour out a blessing for you too. There's more than enough for us. If there's more than enough for us, that's why we, you know, we give because we help others. Again, there are many charitable, God-honoring organizations that are worthy of financial support, but not the financial tithe. The tithe belongs to the local church. So glad Dad Hagen taught us in that principle. He would never. He said, no, do not tithe to my organization. The tithe belongs to the church. But guess what? When that's said, what do you think a pastor's getting ready to do? I'm going to sow a good seed into that ministry because he's helping my church. He's not taken away from the church. It irritates me when certain... You want to hear something else? Sure. I have somebody in the ministry that is really evangelistic and, and he knows how to work a crowd. He literally asked me this. I was shocked. He says, you know, I'm really gifted to raise money. You want me to come? I'll just raise money you need. I said, no. Not doing that to our people. It's family. This is our house. We're going to take care of this house. Make sure that our folks are every, every age category, every race is ministered to. In Jesus' name. Let's bow our head. Father, thank you for today. Um, Father, I bind any confusion. I, I just ask you that you reveal my heart to all those viewing online, to all those here in the assembly. And Father, I just thank you for the truth. some things I'm getting but it's not for you thank you Father don't fall for those things that makes you feel like you have to give your tithe to a person Mm -mm. how does that bring increase to the body can you bless somebody yeah God's not pleased with that Look at me. Tell you something else. Dad Hagen taught us in the ministry there's three things you better watch out for. You better walk in integrity. The gold, which means money. The girls, integrity. Girls or guys? And the glory. If, 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 when God does something through you, receive the compliment, but make sure you give all glory to God. And God, this is your way of doing and being right. I'm just teaching your principle. And your word is my final authority, and you are Lord of my life, so therefore, I, I, don't, I don't have to pray about it. Oh, Father, should I tithe? Yes. 
Some of you need to diligently get yourself into a different budget. Make some changes. I'm speaking as your pastor. I want you to be blessed. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here today and, and you are not sure that you are saved, you're not sure you're going to heaven if you were to die, well, there's only way to heaven. One way to heaven. His name is Jesus. He that knew sin, no, he that knew no sin was made to be sin for us so he could bring us back in the right standing with God. He died for all of our sin. Died for our sickness and our diseases. He went to hell on our behalf. Three days. But he spoiled principalities and powers. He whipped the devil in his own home turf. And then on the third day, God raised him from the dead. Now Jesus is alive and Jesus is Lord. Wonderful to receive him as Savior, but we also need to receive him as Lord. Get into his word and, and let his plan be unfolded in the way that we live and operate. It's our instruction manual. So with every eye closed, if you hear today say, Pastor Cohen, I'm not sure that I'm saved. Would you would you include me in this prayer? Or I want to be saved. Please include me in this prayer. Uh, raise your hand so I can, I can see your hand. I want to pray with you right now. I'm just going to pray generally. Okay, thank you. See your hand over there. You can put your hand down. Thank you. Um, remember, what's the name of this church? What are we supposed to be doing every day? Get those cards. God's going to open up doors. Just simply invite them to church or, or share your testimony. And that's always a good thing to do. Let's pray with those who raise their hand today. Say, God, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on the cross for all of my sin. I believe on the third day you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus is alive. He paid my wages for my sins, which was death. So Jesus, I know you're alive. I receive you as my Savior. I renounce my past. I repent, which means I'm turning and I'm changing and I'm looking right towards you. And I receive you as my Lord. Thank you for saving me. And now Jesus is my Lord. Your Bible, your word will be my final authority. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen.